0: Wake up, wake up, get up, you get out of bed this instant, and turn it on.
1: Glenn, Angel, and the Flying Dutchman.
2: The Big Show on Kiss 92 Good morning Singapore We have John Barnes in the studio (laughs) Good morning (laughs) Liverpool legend John Barnes Uh. In the studio to talk about The Singapore Festival of Football Happening on the 26th of July The 30th of July As well as the 2nd of August First there's the Tiger Cup Liverpool's not involved in that. Mm -hmm. Spurs versus Roma. The Standard Chartered Trophy, that's where Liverpool comes in. Liverpool versus Leicester. And, of course, the Singapore Trophy, presented by Audi, as well as Standard Chartered. That's Liverpool versus Bayern Munich.
1: Yeah, and very good. this is all for the Singapore Festival of Football, driven by Comfort Delgro. Tickets are on sale on from the 22nd of May at 10 a.m. on Ticketek. They start at $99. You don't
2: want to miss it. It's going to be so exciting. Right, John? It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. One of the greatest footballers of all time, everybody. Give
3: him a big round of applause.
2: I think so.
1: So... First one of the greatest first.
3: footballers of all time, who happens to be here at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, I'm the only one you could get. <laughs>
2: and how are you feeling
3: this morning? I'm good. I don't. I don't sleep wherever I am. I've been travelling a lot in the last few years, so therefore I, I have jet lag wherever I am. So I just don't sleep. Okay. So you, if you want to get me here earlier, you can, because I'm awake all the time. <laughs> good grief! I'm like a vampire.
2: I just want to say, John, uh, when 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 you were playing for uh, Watford you gave me goosebumps. When you were playing for Liverpool, <laughs> you gave me even more goosebumps. Down the left flank, solid. Yeah. You're effective both... Uh, uh, I mean, you play with, with your left and your right leg. Some people, some people just... Uh, they're stronger on their on left. On one side, yeah. You know, when they're... Uh, but you used to go down the left flank and score with your right.
3: Do you remember, then, if I gave you goosebumps when I played for Watford when Everton beat us in the cup final in 1984? Yes. I think that's why you brought that up. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Because I know you're an Evertonian. <laughs> well, you were, te- you were telling
1: us there's a difference between an Everton fan and yeah, an really Evertonian, Everton right?
3: A, look at him. I'm don't, he, I don't know. Well, he, you should be able to see him. He's a very nice man. He looks nice and he's got a nice yeah. personality. I'm so am that's, that's why he's not an Evertonian. I'm the nicest.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a nice face right. and a nice personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
3: just think you are. <laughs>
2: but so, anyway, I just want to say mm, this again sure. before. And, and I... I I won't say it again. <laughs> All right? Because I'm, in, I'm an Evertonian. There
3: are How many only times have you said that then? I will never say this again. My brother knows an Evertonian. He says, I'm never going to watch them ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there are only four Liverpool players
2: that, gives, that give that will give me goosebumps. Okay. In fact, I'm overwhelmed now because. You're Starstruck. He's are you? one of, yeah, we yes, can, I am. We we can on on so. I, I don't get Starstruck very yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's just you, John. Yes. If I get to meet Graham Soonis, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll, you know. I'll be overwhelmed as well, Bruce Grubela.
3: And Ian Rush. Ian Rush. Wow. What about Ken okay. Danagleish?
2: And Kenny Dalglish.
3: Oh, wow, five. So five. On. See, Everton is Tony didn't know their own mind. See, online, yeah. see I he can almost out. be a Liverpool player. And, 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 and you're giving your age away as well. This is, this
0: is one of the few areas where I can actually come up against Glenn and go, I can go one better because I've actually met Kenny Dalglish.
1: Oh, show off. Yeah. That's yeah. A very nice.
0: I met him at the National Stadium. I actually have. Everton weren't playing, it's okay. I <laughs> ha- yeah, they weren't. I actually
2: have a Liverpool windbreaker that's signed by
0: Kenny Douglas. Nice.
1: That's nice. That's special. Okay.
2: special. John Barnes has got. Uh, has got some amazing goals
3: yeah. against my Neville Southall.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he, was he was a, a good
3: goalkeeper, actually. Everybody loves Neville. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. He was mm. a hard goalkeeper. Of course, you do remember when Everton were, that's probably why, because of course in the 80s, um, Everton and Liverpool were the two best teams. Everton won the league twice. We won yep. it four times. So of course, yeah. any, all of these young people who think the rivalry is either Manchester United or you know Arsenal or Manchester City now, when you were in your prime, I would say, 84, 85. Is yeah. that when you're in your prime? Yes. <laughs> you want in your prime now? You would remember. You would remember that Everton were. That's probably why you started supporting them. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. And you can't change because I've heard you've changed. The oh, quite, the oh no, Quite a number of times. Quite a number of times. Of course. You can change yeah. your club. You've got to stick with the club. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Loyalty is very important. That, that's yeah, yeah, keep, keep going, John. Him, we need yeah. this. Keep going.
2: Keep going. Let's continue to talk to John on The Big Show TV. It is Wednesday, the 7th.
1: 17th of May. Okay, in all seriousness, John, what can we expect from the Singapore Festival of Football?
3: Exactly what you just, a festival of football. The quality is going to be fantastic. The fans are going to be overwhelmed because the club's coming you the quality of the clubs. Of course, there's Liverpool. No, yeah. Everton, unfortunately, but maybe next time. <laughs> you know, you've got Bayern Munich, you've got Roma, you've got Leicester. Yeah. You know, so um, it's, 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 it's it's going to be fantastic quality because, of course, pre-season in my day, was about, and we've come here many times, mm. pre-season, it's about coming out and maybe going out and getting drunk and having fun. Mm. Whereas pre-season, they're preparing for the big game, for, for, for the season, which means that they take it very seriously. So, you know, fans coming can expect a match like if they're playing in the Champions League or the Premier League. Because, you know, it'll be all the top players, yeah. big squads. Uh, and Liverpool are, are, are last year, it was a, it was a, a flying visit came in mm. for one two days which yeah. is an ideal. So they'll be also interacting with fans. You're here for five days, you know, so not only is it going to be football, but it's going to be lots of interaction and community work with the fans as well. That's nice.
1: That's gonna be nice for any football fan.
0: Yeah, I think so. And you know, if you guys want to get your tickets, remember the name the name to remember is Ticketek. Okay. Yeah. That's where you're gonna get your tickets from twenty second of May. Twenty second of May they go up. So that's gonna be really, really interesting. Uh it's interesting that you say you know they take it so seriously. It's got to be a big worry for clubs when they come out here and they're going to they're going to be playing games like this they they're prepping for a season but they're worried about injuries surely Well of
3: course you can get injured at any time you can get injured during the season Yeah you know so the fact that it's pre is neither here nor there what you will actually see probably pre is whereby they would rotate a lot of the players ah. but in terms mm. of the intensity of the game yes yeah, you know they're not just going to f- the players it's not to a death. throwaway not game. not just 11 yeah. people being put on the pitch. Right, You've got right. a big squad. Yep. But in terms of the intensity of the games, as much as you may see more changes than you would do in a Premier League match where you may make two or three, the intensity of the games will be the same because the players also have to get fit. Uh, and as far as injuries go, you can't legislate for injuries. Yeah. you know, And especially if you feel that you're not going to go into a tackle, so in case you get injured and you don't go into a tackle properly, that's when you're likely to get injured. So right. you have to play at full pelt all the time.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the squad, you, know, you, 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 had, you played with a great squad in
3: the 80s and 90s. How do you compare this squad to, to what you... Well, you can't you- compare squads now than back then because, of course, I'll go back to a little bit before my time and maybe even three or four years at Liverpool where Liverpool yeah. won the league mm. using 14 players. Yeah, for the whole season. Yeah. Whereas now, with the size of the squads and the quality of the squads, which means that I think any Liverpool team, or any great team of the past, their best 11 could compete with any team even now. However, Liverpool can change the whole 11 now and still have international players, whereas teams of the past couldn't. So the squads now are much bigger and much right, stronger. Right, right, yeah. right. And yet they seemed burnt out. Liverpool. Yeah, what say, is that? Well, I would say that they're burnt out. I think, and you're talking about this particular season, not generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular season, we had... Um, a bit of a transitional period in terms of the age of the players because of course a lot of the players that were in their prime were aged between 29 and 31. Yeah. And what yeah. you have to do then, you have to then change that and you could have changed it. They could have kept that same team for another year but they would have to have changed it at a particular time but because they had the opportunities to bring in the, the Diaz's and the Nunezes and the Gagpo's who are in their early 20s and the Harvey Elliot's meant that with these young players coming in you're probably going to go through a transitional period of play, showing a bit of inconsistency allied with the, the horrendous Injury situation we had, but mm. you can see in the last six or seven games how consistent yeah. we've been. Which means Next yeah, year, yeah. I have no, I have no fears about next year. So it's a bit of a, bit of a transitional period, but the fans still yeah. love the club and they still trust the club. They still trust Jurgen. Um, so there hasn't been any any murmurings of discontent. Right? Do you think they're going to leapfrog Man United? Well, I, I, I believe that we will win our matches. But as a Liverpool fan, we would like to hope that Man United and Newcastle drop points, but we have no control over that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I would say, yes, Man United are going to lose or Newcastle are going to lose, but I don't know. Yeah. What I do think I know is that we will win our matches, but as to what happens... But, you know, if we don't qualify for the Champions League, I'm very positive that next season, with what we've done in the last six or seven matches, um, and the new players we've brought in who are now becoming acclimatized to Liverpool, will put on a much better showing next year.
0: I've always wanted to ask a, 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 a Liverpool body this. What effect
3: did Mane leave have on the club? Well, we'll never we can never tell because we, but what we do know is while he was here, he was a fantastic player. Yeah, but you know, in modern football now, what actually happens is players come, players go. Mm. You know, mm. um, and of course, we had a, a situation whereby I think that they prioritized most things. Of so course, mm. that happened. So, and, and once again, Mane's coming into thirty, thirty-one. He's looking yeah. for a move somewhere else. So, you know. Uh, and it hasn't actually worked out for a No, it hasn't minutes, not so it hasn't really actually yeah. worked out. So, yeah. you know, what I say to Liverpool fans is, we really support the clubs and we love the players while they're here. And while they're here, we demand the players give 100 percent effort, commitment, determination.
1: So, is is that the main difference that you would see in football now and then? That people are changing a lot more. The turnover is a lot more. Well,
3: absolutely, because every Janu- and that's what the fans demand. Come January, the fans say, let's sign some players. And then come the end of the season, let's sign some more players. And then come January, let's sign some more players. And January, some more players. So, mm. and that's not necessarily the key to success. Mm. As Chelsea have proven. Send them seven hundred million pounds, and they bought in fifteen players, and that's yeah. what we're saying. That's what we should do. But look what happened to them. So mm, having that's the Frank Lampard's fault. Frank trying to buy all these players and spend that money, but you know, and then trying to manage those players is, is, is a problem. And yeah. We know that Jurgen doesn't particularly like big squads of old superstar players. So you know, and he, he's been successful in the past, and I'm sure he'll he'll continue that way. So I'm always urging the fans to resist this 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 philosophy of you know every January let's sign players Someone and I sign more mm-hmm. players. That you know you need to blend them properly. Mm. I've always had this worry with English football and
0: the number of foreign players coming into English football, how it affects the English game, meaning the English
3: national squad. I think it did for a while, I would say probably about 10 years ago. But then if you look at the young, well, not young anymore, the Raheem Sterling era, Mm -hmm. whereby what happened was you then had a lot of foreign players coming into the top clubs. Yeah. But then... I would say about six, seven years ago, a lot of the, the, the English clubs then started to sign young English players. So I suppose you can look at the, the players who've actually come through um, of the Sterling era who may be now 27, 28, but they started when they were 18, 19. So the national team is, is, is stronger. And of course, now they've got good young English players. So they're, mm. I think they've got the blend, probably not... 100% right because I still think the English players should be given more of an opportunity but I think they're much better than they were when the Premier League first started of just signing all foreign players. Would you agree with the system where
0: say uh, like, the, like some of the countries in Europe where you can have all these foreign players but you can only play X number per time? I don't know which European club. I can't remember anymore. where it was I, I read think, where, where yeah. they. Well, but it, is that a but, system but, but that would it work? Is,
3: what it is it, it was a system that would help the national team but yeah. would that help the clubs? So of course the national team would benefit and that's how the German national team benefited when it was an unwritten rule because you can't if you're a part of the European Union, we're not anymore, so maybe we right. have to do that. <laughs> but they had an unwritten rule that you have to have certain amount, like for example, Barcelona have to have Catalan players in there. You don't mind Spanish. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they have a respect for the local community. So they have that. They don't have to. Mm. Whereas in England, when the Premier League started, we had so much money that it was more like, let's just get them. Okay, hold on, John. Mm. We'll go now.
1: Um. <laughs> 92 traffic if you're on the PIE heading towards the airport look out before upper Bokutima Road because lanes one and two are taken up by some accident vehicles look out for that if you have any updates its double eight double five zero nine two zero.
2: Good morning Singapore and welcome back to the biggest and best breakfast show in Singapore We are the big show, Glenn Angel and the Flying Dutchman And our very special guest for this morning is Liverpool legend John Barnes Who is in town uh, to tell us a little bit more about the Singapore Festival of Football Happening, well, starting on the 26th of July Tickets go on sale from the 22nd of
1: May, is that? That's Monday, coming, I believe. That's Monday. That's yeah, right. that's, that's Monday. Monday, yeah.
2: Monday at
0: 10 a.m. And yep. it's not only the cups that are being uh, being played out here. There are also uh, training sessions that you can get to see. So Which that's going to be, be really cool. Yeah. Uh, in between the cup games, So yep. it's going to be really nice. So there's
1: the Tiger Cup, there's the Standard Chartered Singapore Trophy, and there's also the Singapore Trophy presented by Audi and Standard Chartered. All that happening from the 26th to the S- July till the 2nd of August. All right,
3: nice all right. stuff, John. You excited? very excited of course and this is how much preseason has trained because you see all the interaction between the fans and the and the players now training sessions and you know doing community development I mean in my day when we came to Singapore the interaction would have been at 3 o'clock in the morning in Boogie Street <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I suppose, we I suppose know inter- the interaction has changed now <laughs> yeah. um, I think we probably had more fun in my day but you know it's modern, modern you know you have to move forward of you know? course, yeah, yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogie Street's no fun anymore
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> it's not the same in case as you know, day. The same. no no it's
3: not <laughs> the same because I'm there this afternoon I got, oh, yeah. very, I got very excited when they showed me the schedule because the schedule is we're going to the retail store in Boogie Street now at 15 Yes, yeah. that's right. Now, of course, because I then got it on my email, and it said 2:15. I thought it was 2:15 in the morning in Bougie Street. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited, but they said it was 2:15 in the afternoon in the retail store signing to autographs. So I went. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's Boogie's- the only reason I came, actually, because that's where I was looking forward to going at 2:15 in the morning.
1: Yeah. It's not the same as in the yeah. 80s. Absolutely I've been here not. since then. Oh, you have, not. yeah.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Well. Okay. So you know,
2: I, I think you know our, our listeners would like to to find out about some of the players you played with. Back in the day, for example, Peter Beardsley. Mm. How was he as a
3: person? Peter, it, and it's very interesting because Peter was a model professional, you know. So Peter, um, and of course back then there was a the big drinking culture and going out culture and having fun culture. But Peter was a proper professional, mm. so Peter didn't drink alcohol. He didn't go out. So I wouldn't say he was. He it was my roommate because we both came to Liverpool at the same time. We okay. both roommate for England, so we roomed okay. together. But I wouldn't say Peter was the most popular. Hmm. Um, teammate with the others because he didn't drink and go out and carry on uh, so that's how football has changed so much Peter would be a perfect player now but <laughs> nowadays it was like well, you, a lot of people are like you can't trust Peter he doesn't drink and he doesn't <laughs> go out and, you know, so, so that's how you know we, we, we times have changed yeah. but Peter was perfect I, I, I room with him and of course not drinking um, Peter would be driving
1: yeah, okay, oh, which was yeah.
3: good. Yeah, were That's a if you needed a driver, drive, you have one. So yeah, so no. But Peter a he was a real team player, real team player.
1: I mean, speaking of changes, there has been so much that has changed since you played in the eighties and 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 during your time, and now social media, uh, not being able to drink and party like you used to get on back in the day. Mm. Uh, what kind of player do you think you would make if you were? at your prime now.
3: Well, you know, I always say to people, you are a product of your environment and the time you played. And what people do when they try and judge players from different eras is they look and they say, well, this was happening there. So if you magically transport yourself mm. to 2023 with the same mentality, the same physicality, you know, the same diet, nutrition from, from the 80s, would you be able to play now? But if I was playing now, it would mean that I would have been born in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. I'd been brought up in this way in terms of the the attitude and the commitment and the professionalism that there is. Um, but what I always say is that any great player of of, of any era will be exactly the same. And of course, if you magically transport Messi and Ronaldo back to our time, they would not be the same players as they are now because, of course, they would have been with us going out and getting drunk and eating McDonald's. So, yeah. you know, right. yeah. they wouldn't be the professionals that they are as fit in the technique and stuff like that. So, I think any great player, any great team of the past is comparable. Yeah. Um, in it's any it's era.
1: relative to yeah. that era. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: All right. It is 8 16.
2: We're with John Barnes.
1: Kiss 92 Time Check brought to you.
2: Alright, when you joined Liverpool in 1987,
3: was uh, Bruce Garoppolo there already? Yeah, yeah, Bruce was yeah, there. He was, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He was there. Of course, Steve McMahon was there. Steve McMahon was there for many years, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right, right he was. Yeah. Steve yeah, Nicol was there. Steve Nickel was there. I mean, Ian Rush, they were all there. That Because they won the European Cup. Well, Heysel was two years earlier when, obviously, right. the is and they won the European Cup a couple of years before against mm-hmm. Roma. So all the same players were there. Ronnie Whelan, Bruce, Alan Hansen. Kenny mm-hmm. had just retired. He was player-manager. I guess... Let's talk about your
0: your 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 work with racism in football. Was it as bad back when
3: you were playing as as it seems to be now? <laughs> well, overt racism was worse because, of course, um, you didn't get kicked out of football stadiums for throwing mm. bananas on the field and racially abusing anyone. <laughs> but I don't do work with racism in football. I do work with racism in life. Okay. Okay. Because f- football is a microcosm of life, and if we right. believe we can get rid of racism in football without tackling it first in society, we're mistaken. And unfortunately that's what we seem to be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but football can do nothing to get rid of racism all football can do is govern its own house which means that for 90 minutes on a a Saturday when you play you know you can't have racist chanting you can do whatever you want in the stadium and Mm. you can have narratives around that in support of the anti-racism cause but for Mm. the other five days of the week Mm. what happens in society is much more important Mm. Mm. so that is where it really has to be tackled because before we are football fans we are members of society not the other way around so you cannot get rid of racism in football until you get rid of racism in society just like sexism Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, because of course now there's a big drive for women coming into football. yeah, And of course, now you may have female players or female referees and, you know, a lot of men may feel that they're supportive of it but we know what they actually feel because of the way we've been conditioned to think in terms Mm. of women's worth when it comes to football. Mm. So... Um, And not just football will then say you can't have any any negativity or any discrimination towards either female footballers or black players. That's just for 90 minutes. What do you do for the other six days of the week? Mm. So do
1: you think think tackling something like uh, gender issues, sexism, ageism, uh, racism starts from the bottom up in terms of the children or from the top down?
3: (laughs) Well, of course, it's a very complex and nuanced situation because, of course, you think about trickle-down economics, which doesn't work, meaning Mm. that you think you can provide a a financial um, environment at the top, and it trickles down down below, and that has proven not to be work, not to work. So why do we believe that if we have a black prime minister or a black president in Obama and a female prime minister in England and a gay prime minister in Ireland, that it's going to trickle down? Yeah. So it has to start from the bottom up. Mm. But unfortunately, it's a it's a it's a double edged sword because if it starts from the bottom up and these young kids growing up together see an environment which is going to discriminate against either women, gay people, black uh, black people, they will become part of that. So yeah. you have to do both. So as much uh. as when kids are being brought up. They say, well, we all get on together. We all like each other. But as they get older, they see that the world responds to them depending on who they are in a different and a more positive way. If you're white, if you're male, if you're straight. So, therefore, it it, it has to be both. And we're trying to simplify it by just saying, you know, we're all created equal. So, let's just love each other. We have to deconstruct what we have learned for hundreds of years. You Mm -hmm. know, And all people around now think that, you know, we can do it because, you know, we're now carrying this forward. But this has been a, a system for hundreds of years that we have to deconstruct. Yeah, mm. totally Liverpool
2: fans, if you're watching right now, if you have a question for John Barnes, please feel free.
0: We actually have questions for John Barnes. Will England be able to win the next European or
3: World Cup? <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> European Contest then. And uh, which
1: you didn't, anyway. Sweden no, won. Sweden we don't, we don't won second that. time.
3: We don't <laughs> we don't no, we don't. Listen, what, what, all you can ask anyone to do, anyone, even Everton. is to maximise your potential. Yeah. Now of course like you asked me a question will Liverpool finish fourth? Liverpool would maximise its potential in the next two or three matches to then win their matches but of course if Newcastle or Manchester United win we can't do that so Liverpool can maximise its potential which means that if you are in the top ten in the country top four or five you should be getting to the quarterfinals the semifinals and maybe the final but should England win the World Cup when you have teams who are better than England? That mm-hmm. is why France are number one or Argentina are number one because it, so because being English, would say we should win, but of course, so do France, and they, they should win. <clears> so all you can ask anybody to do, and what Gareth Southgate has done, is to maximise the potential of the England squad to take them to the semi-final, the final, and with a bit of luck, you can actually win. Um, that is why when you talk about the football, the, the, the Premier League, the best team in the country wins the Premier League. Not the Champions League, because yeah. you can be lucky to win the Champions League. You yeah. know, you can play in a game, and and be terrible and win. But the best team cannot win the the, the team who's not the best cannot win the league. You have to be that show that consistency. So right. to win a World Cup, you you have to be have a certain amount of luck. So yes, they can win the World Cup, but I think he's done a great job in, in maximizing the potential to get them to where they've been.
2: Mm. Mm. You know, we're all actually still scratching our heads mm-hmm. Why hasn't Man City won the Champions League yet?
3: Yes Because, and- if for that very reason No matter how well you play And you hit the post 20 times You can lose 1-0 and lose the Champions League yeah. Yeah. But they are the best team in the league Which is why they won the league And that's where Liverpool and Man City Over the last, not so much this year But obviously in the last three or four years Where they have shown a level of consistency To get 100 points And, you know, in the old days We lost one game all season And two games all season And we didn't win the league that just shows the level of consistency mm. that those two teams have. Yeah. yeah right.
2: Yeah. But you've played many, many matches for, uh, for Liverpool, but if someone were to go, John, which match sticks out
3: for you? Which would it be? It would be the Nottingham Forest match. When Nottingham Forest... Had, you know, when you have young people and you tell them this, because of course they go, Nottingham Forest, are not that great?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: um, but they were the, they were European champions. Brian Clough, they were very yeah. good. And we beat them 5-0 in a, in a, a, a game that people have described as the best game ever and that was a real team performance i wasn't man of the match but necessarily but the team played well for full 90 minutes it was just a great team performance one of humility which meant that you know when we're 3-0 up we didn't over elaborate we didn't show off we didn't make fools of them because we're beating them it was just a proper professional performance which means that for 90 minutes we made the right decision so that game sticks out for me more than any any other game
1: Mm, okay
3: and of course the Everton games When we used to beat them
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Those matches are awesome man those no, matches I, I, I awesome. hated those matches Because <laughs> really? they were just about aggression You know I like good football And when football is playing And it's nice football mm. And it's a good game Even the opposition are quite good But Everton games Were just like a, a, a Gladiatorial battle in Rome Whereby you know And of course back then You were very physical Yep. So there were not If you want For the purists who like good football they were not the games for them So that was not for me <laughs>
0: but, there, but there were always teams like this In English football I, I remember football the Leeds was, United yes team they were like that as well yeah, that's right let's go yeah. on air once
2: again
1: kiss 92 traffic on the kje towards the pie before the pie Changi exit avoid the right lane an accident has been reported also on the pie heading towards the airport before upper Timah road also avoid lanes one and two another accident has been spotted if you have anything else it's double eight double five zero nine two zero
2: Welcome back to The Big Show and The Big Show TV. Our guest for this morning is Liverpool legend John Barnes.
1: You know, John, you debuted at the age of 17 at Watford. If you could tell your 17-year-old self something today, a bit of advice, what would it be?
3: Well, I always believe that (coughs) to get you to where you are, you have to go through different experiences. And... We are all looking for pe- perfection in our lives. we made, and we've all made bad decisions. I've made bad decisions. Um, but whatever decision you have made has been necessary to get to where you are today. So am I willing to go back to change something which I wasn't particularly happy with, hoping that now at my age that things would be better? And because my life is fine, now you have to go through these experiences. Is it very similar to when people ask me about, you know, um, the highlight of my career? Mm. I said my full career. Of 10 years at Liverpool And 19 years as a professional footballer The good and the bad Because that's what makes you who you are So we could look for perfection And of course my kids are all on You know Instagram and do all this You know Showing their best lives But for most of the time They're not like that yeah. So yeah um, Of course I've made lots of mistakes Particularly you know In the old days Coming to Singapore mm, In the morning in <laughs> <Street>. um, <laughs> h- However I, I really do believe That whatever experiences You went through Are necessary to get you To where you are So I, I, I have no regrets and I can say things about not eating as much McDonald's because I wouldn't be the way I am now. I would have been a much fitter footballer if I didn't drink. And I'm Not I'm a big drinker, but, mm. you know, just pr- more professional. Having fun, yeah. But um, the, the balance, I think, was okay. So, no, I have no regrets at all.
1: To so basically, just live your best yeah. life.
3: And I'll tell you, and not only that, because I, I got good advice at a 17-year-old, which is the advice I give my children now in terms of don't believe the hype about who people think you are. Because Mm. if you believe the hype, and as you said, I debuted at 17, I'm playing for England at 19. And if I was to believe what people are telling me, I would have been the greatest person in the whole world.
1: Mm. Whereas I'm
3: just a normal human being who happened to be a decent footballer. So if I then started to act that way when I'm not playing football, because unfortunately, what happens for a lot of, Celebrities, people who then, you know, when they finish, they struggle with mental health issues because when you are doing what you do and people tell you they love you, when you're not doing it anymore, they love somebody else. For sure. And you you struggle with that because I thought you loved me. But when I was 17 years old playing for Watford, I saw the way that all Watford players would come back and you saw that nobody really wanted to know them. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that could be me. You know, Mm. and it's understandable because, of course, it's about who's playing now. So I have no issue that, you know, every now and again, if that people may not recognize me, if I go to the stadium and stuff like that, whereas a lot of people can't handle that. So, Be a normal person Don't separate who you are From what you are And what I was Was a footballer Who may be a bit of a celebrity And a footballer But who I am And who I always was Was just a normal Father, friend Normal person Who can just go like normally.
1: I like that Don't believe the hype Yeah, yeah. The hype.
3: You're also a damn good rapper I have to say yes. Oh, well, my, goodness. oh yes. my goodness well, Yes You have no, this. No no no, no. So I I think it, What you it, should <laughs> say Is I'm a, I'm a rapper Who is a damn good footballer oh,
1: okay You're an all rounded Rapper footballer I was a rapper
3: Before I a footballer we, we
1: actually managed To dig into the archives And find some video clips Of you So we're going to be Doing that on the Big Show TV So if you want to join us And watch uh, John Barnes rap You can head to our Facebook and YouTube channel
3: Slash Kiss92FM
2: Alright it's Wednesday The 17th of May
3: Kiss 92 Date Check brought to you Just the number one all over Europe for three months but I don't know It right. was, <laughs> it was You're I'm talking, hang about, hang about, you're talking
1: about the New Order one Or the or the uh Anth- uh the
3: Anfield rap It wasn't the New Order one, it was the John Barnes one No doubt no. There
1: there okay. Alright, check it out This is the uh, Anfield rap
3: okay, That was more fun because you can tell we're a, We're a bit drunk <laughs> <man rap>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at those <laughs> moves. <laughs> a bit of rhythm, I'm right? sure you still have those chains, right? There There is the other one, but this one, as you said, hit number one. This was my New Order. Give
3: or do it at the right time. You can be slow from the 90s. But you must to the hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get around. Fill time in. <laughs> <Yeah>. Interestingly, <laughs> that, that was um, yeah. interestingly the um that that there wasn't supposed to be, as you well know, New Order aren't a rap group, so there wasn't supposed to be a rap in the song. But when the song was finished, yeah. you know, the song is about the World Cup, and yeah. so you just showed yep. the rap there. But the song was yep. New Order, and then that was Keith Allen in the background, Lily Allen's dad. Mm. Came okay, to do it. And okay, then, yes. Of course, there was a little bit of alcohol involved in the show. <laughs> so in a drunken but Keith Allen said, "Why don't we put a rap in the song?" There wasn't supposed to be a rap. Oh, so we, we wow. he wrote the rap. The song, the, right. okay. the, the song was finished. On the spot, right, okay. The song was finished. Yeah. And then there were only six of us there doing this England song. There was me, Paul Gascoigne, Peter Beardsley, Chris Waddle, Des Walker, Steve McMahon. So we had to have a rap off. So everybody had to have a go at the rap. Yeah. Oh, and wow. of course, because if you, I told you to other people, if you've heard guys speak, are speaking rap. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, I wish I had my phone with Nobody me. Nobody could understand it. I wish it. I had the phone. Because six months ago, I was working in Leicester and the the sound engineer who was working after doing an event said his dad was the sound engineer when we did the rap and he has got a copy of (gasps) everyone doing the rap and I had it on my phone and I could have played (laughs) Paul Gascoigne's attempt and Peter Beards' attempt at the rap which then meant you could see why I got to do (laughs) (laughs) Of course I didn't do my phone with you but I'll send it Uh, it was the worst thing you'll ever ever hear and and
1: it went on to be known as the England New Order I mean it wasn't just New Order
3: listen 1990 was a special World Cup. England got to the same yeah, It was yeah. like, yeah. you know, uh, celebrities' football started to come in and stuff like that. So so I felt a bit sorry for New Order because people, you know, it's called <laughs> it the England song where yeah. it was really them song. and we just happened to turn up to do a bit of rapping and because we did win in the World Cup, then it became the England song. But they they got all the money so it's fine oh you didn't get any <laughs> of that we may, get, we may get the credit but they got the money
1: yeah. well I think you got a couple of cents from this one you, that we played
3: it's only a couple of cents because I'll tell you what happened was and this is how footballers have changed with their agents because of mm-hmm. course we didn't know it was going to be New Order we knew there's a World Cup song we have done songs before which weren't great We did an it album. wasn't a big deal we did, an 86. we did an album which obviously got to number 90 <laughs> so, of course, when 1990 World Cup came along, and this was before we knew the song was going to be New Order, the agent came to us and he said, right, we're going to do a song. We didn't know it was going to be New Order. This is before the song came out. This is six months earlier. He said, you've got a choice. He goes, you can either go for royalties in the song mm. or you can get 5,000 pounds to share between the 25 of you. Oh. The oh. and then the committee got together and they said does it mean if we don't sell any records we make no money if we go for royalties yeah. and they said we'll take the 5,000 oh. pounds
0: oh wow whoopsie
1: so um,
3: that's not going to mean that 25 no, cents that's not a, you're
0: not getting any
1: of that but that's alright you're here with us this morning <laughs> but you know
2: I mean speaking of England and all that 79 caps for mm. England
3: are you guessing? Uh, no it's, you a know, yeah, what, it's a fact I can Maybe, tell you, it it what you I can tell you I can tell you because when you are working in the media as you know research is very important so you speak with authority <laughs> so you should have said 79 caps, but being an Evertonian, was you're not question. really sure. You're kind of like 79 caps. was did well, <laughs> it was well, good guess. well, it was a good guess, well. and you're right.
1: Wikipedia says it's 79 as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it must be right. 79
2: caps. Would you have played for Everton?
1: <laughs> boss boss,
2: <laughs> like boss. No. We could can't have gotten no.
1: him. Yeah. Who was that? Howard you, Kendall. You could have gotten him, but he may not have done so well.
2: well no, no, you. What? Wow. What, was no. that? what you think? Of the it's all relative Is that you the the Is that the curse,
3: right? curse Okay, go maybe. back on that. Go <laughs> back on him.
2: Justin Timberlake featuring Ti, my love, right here on Kiss '92. All the great songs in one place. Our guest for this morning is Liverpool
3: legend John Barnes. What a pleasure to have you in the studio, John. Thank you. And you asked me if I would have played for Everton, and I didn't know how to respond. But now I've had a couple of seconds to think. I'll say that I am available now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I could get in the team. I'm you know they they need, to need you now. <laughs> Fifty-nine years old, ninety-five <laughs> kilos. I think I could. I could probably get in Everton's uh, team. Yeah, oh you goodness.
1: probably could. They you need get you a so badly, in, man. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to
0: beat Wolves. We've got a question on our Facebook page, Sean. Um, it goes like this: Liverpool fans are notoriously loyal and close-knit. In your opinion, what makes Liverpool Liverpool?
3: What makes Liverpool Liverpool are the people, and I have to pay special reference to the Everton as well because they are Mm. Liverpudlians. Liverpudlians are—I don't know if you have a—in lots of countries you have an area where they say these people are special, and you can take that (laughs) as you. As you, as you want <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. So Scousers are special Which means a very positive thing For people from Liverpool But if you're from London Or Manchester It means something else <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool is a socialist city Which means that they, they, They're invested in, in their working classness mm, And football right. Was a working class sport So therefore The football club Which started from The working classes Still have to have Of course now In 2023 It's far from That kind of an environment But they still have to have A respect For that philosophy Of Liverpool Being a family it's not about the highest of the highs. It's not about the superstar players It's also about the family Which is also about the people who support Liverpool Not just in the city mm. Not just in England But all over the world mm. So therefore if you look at players who come to play for Liverpool They have to have a respect and a reverence for for Liverpool And for the people who are yeah. part of it Which is which is everyone in the world So I suppose um, other clubs may not be that way And Everton is similar, I must admit Everton is also very similar So I think it's the people of Liverpool mm. Even the Evertonians
1: Nice So uh, so inclusive (laughs) Of course we're speaking to John Barnes Who is here to speak about The Festival of Football Driven by Comfort Del Delgrozig That is happening from the 26th of July To the 2nd of August Five big European clubs Coming and descending upon the national stadium There's Bayern Munich There's Roma There's Leicester There's Tottenham Hotspur And there's of of course Liverpool You can get your tickets at Ticketek Starting Monday at 10am
2: So once again the Tiger Cup Will be played between Spurs and Roma On the 26th of July The chart trophy between Liverpool and Leicester on the 30th of July and the Singapore trophy uh, presented by Audi and standard charted between Liverpool and Bayern Munich that'll be on the 2nd of
1: August so much this is the first time something like this is happening over across a whole week and yeah. I think it's going to be very exciting for fans whether or not their favourite teams come it's going to be a very very exciting week
2: tell you what's exciting John mm-hmm. Barnes is in town yeah, John Barnes
1: <laughs> is exciting yeah. we love yeah, having yeah, you here kind of in good. the studio this time in the morning yeah you? <laughs> well you see you don't sleep, so it doesn't you make know, a difference I th- anyway. I think the difference
3: between this and other, other, because of course, all of those teams have been coming to this part of the world um, for many, many years, but not all playing at the same time. Mm. You know, so every now and again, like last year, Liverpool stopped off for a day and I'm sure, you know, even Real Madrid and teams, but to have a festival whereby having these teams over a week period is, is fantastic. And
1: I love that it's a, it's a variation. You know, you've got a German team, you've got an yeah. Italian team, you've got, like you've a got mini World a, Cup. Yeah, like a mini yeah. World Cup. There what used go. to happen?
3: Um, oh Yeah. Is and we've played in them before, even in my time, is you would also have a local team taking part. They don't yeah. seem to have that anymore. Right, which no. A yeah. Ashamed, no, that's okay. We leave it. But they always had a local time. team <laughs> playing yeah. a part. But yeah. I suppose when we were here the local team would be able to compete with us because you know we weren't particularly sober going onto the pitch. Whereas <laughs> I suppose local teams playing now would be very difficult for them. Yeah, it would be.
0: John, you you've are pro- professional footballer, coach, author, pundit, rapper, father. Father, rapper, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just one, one, one really <laughs> quick one, okay. Um, every second Charlie out there has got a podcast and he thinks he's a football pundit. Yeah. What tips would
3: you give them I'm to be halfway? Pundit. Yeah, to be halfway to decent. Well, you know, because I'm, um, I'm a little bit. Traditionally, in an old school, so don't understand modern modern life because my kids are on all of these podcasts devices. and the devices mm. and stuff like that. So I give them no advice at all because I I really thought you had to little probably know a bit about football to talk about it. Yeah, apparently
1: not. No, nope. so <laughs> you have have I can't give them advice <laughs> at all
3: because you know, as long as you've got a following and you yep. and you and you know how to sell yourself, you can talk the biggest load of rubbish ever and you'll be very successful. And you can read a script so and exactly. say it really confidently. Yeah, so you're I'm done. Not, um, yeah. I can't advise people. Okay. I'm, I'm I what to do? That's a good perspective,
1: actually. <laughs> but speak with
3: Confidence Exactly Speak with confidence yeah. You've got to Look at Donald Trump and <laughs> uh,
1: look at, I mean look at what Glenn said Everybody about you know, 79, 79.
3: 79, 79 79 79 caps
1: Yeah 79
3: caps yeah, Say not, it confidently not, not so Mr. John Bonds 79
1: Is Is it? No. Is it? No. <laughs> He's teaching you how to be a radio Might be
2: 81 <laughs> now. Yeah. Hold on no Don't say it
3: It's 81
1: <laughs> It's
2: 79 It's John Bonds Thank you very much John for joining us this morning It's been a pleasure Thank, thank you. Thank you Thank you, thank you.